0: I'm Julie, I'm Amy,
1: and I'm Sam, the horn guy.
2: And it's time to pucker up! (laughs) I got thrown off. I didn't know what to do with myself after that.
1: You're supposed to cheer. I was,
2: I was, I was, I was kind of stuck. I kind of had to keep myself from yelling, let's go Caps! I know, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do! (laughs) It's instinct!
1: Go with the flow.
0: Yeah, I know. Do what you feel, do what's in your heart. Yes. Have you, Sam, I have to admit to you, every time we go to Devils games, and I have Devils season tickets, we go up there and we're sitting there and they start chanting. Well, because Marcus Johansson, right? Yeah. And he doesn't even play there anymore.
1: Yeah. So I don't want to yeah. talk
0: about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm already planning more than one trip to Buffalo this season. I don't want to talk about it.
1: Hey, look, The Rock is a beautiful building. I've been there a bunch of times. It's a lovely place to watch hockey. It's so great with all those empty seats.
0: It's going to be a lovely place to watch P.K. Subban and Wayne Simmons this season. He- yeah. Jack <laughs> uh anyway, what I was gonna say is I have to stop I like am uncomfortable when they're like chanting, Let's go, devils. I'm like, I could get into a lot of things, but that is not one of them.
1: Yeah. Also,
0: they don't yeah. have a horn guy.
1: They got a guy who was blowing the horn for a little while during penalty kills. Like he would blow at a single two oh. and he would go kill.
0: Oh, I hated that.
2: Mm-hmm. I was telling you really
1: about that. Mm-hmm kill yeah it's, they still it's can't
0: kill though it's creepy yeah it's creepy yeah that, they do a the lot only... of creepy things at the rock though that,
2: that's the only place I've I been mean, where Newark. like well where, where, <laughs> they, where, they, where they where they treat penalties like that like I've, I've I've, I've heard them do like the defense which is to me a football chant I'm oh, sorry yeah. it doesn't belong anywhere in hockey
0: yeah.
2: um and but that whole kill thing is so creepy Yeah.
1: Especially coming from Newark. Just, you know.
2: Well.
0: It is, like... And it's really funny, because Newark... uh, The the Prudential Center hosted the MTV VMAs uh, on Monday night. And so they kept, like... And, like, P.K. Subban presented... No, he introduced a performer. And the guy that they had hosting it kept making hockey jokes. And none of them fucking landed. And...
2: I'm so glad I can't watch MTV. Oh,
0: my God. Well... It was something out. Melanie was like, are we going to watch the VMAs? And I was like, no. She's <laughs> like, but I want to. And I'm like,
2: all the VMAs do is make me feel old. Yeah, that's how I felt. I mean, I remember the
1: very first VMAs because they actually broadcast them on network TV because, <laughs> you know, and it was, uh, the co-hosts were Bette Midler and Dan Aykroyd. I remember I that. Think it was like, it was like 1984. Uh, I think it, it, it Probably eighty four, if not eighty five. Yep. But and I remember watching them and I recorded them on VHS and watched it again and again. And it was very enjoyable. But then again, back then M T V actually had music on it all the time. And, and had so,
2: award worthy music videos on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't yeah. believe From it's make
1: music videos. Like who watches music videos? Where Guys, are they even showing?
2: They didn't even
0: they didn't even present best rock video on air. That's... I read
2: that I read that today. Like a lot of this stuff was presented like as they were going to or coming back from commercial. Yeah, Like, and by just, the way, the winner just, was
0: yeah. Like they do the Grammys for technical awards, but this was like all the like Rock Awards totally announced when they were coming back from commercial.
1: That seems like a crime.
0: And to me, like the best thing, like going for it, was like they gave Missy Elliott the video Vanguard.
2: Yeah, and I was able to watch that on YouTube, it was so, so it good. didn't really matter so to me good. that. I was like, I know
0: these songs, because I'm old. Um, Right. And then they had um, Queen Latifah and Red Man and Wyclef Jean and...
2: Naughty by Nature. Naughty
0: by Nature. And then for some reason... I saw that on YouTube as well. For some reason, Fetty Wap was in with that. And I was like, well, that has to be him, because he's way younger than everybody else on the stage, and I don't recognize this song.
2: Well, (laughs) see, there you go. No, but back in the day, I think the VMAs were – you always knew school was about to start because the VMAs were on usually, like, the night before the first day of school, at yeah. least in, in my neck of the woods. And okay. and basically, like, you tuned in and or taped it because you could watch it that night, and you could watch a repeat of it right afterwards. Oh, they still do And then you could that. never watch it again. But you could ne- – there was no other way to watch it.
1: Like, yeah, you it wasn't, like, on on YouTube demand. and
2: see what you missed.
1: Yeah, there was so it was
2: appointment television.
0: Oh, see the thing is, when I was you know a teenager and first got MTV, we you like could watch it and then they would immediately replay it, but that's all they would play for the next week as well. That's the real world.
1: I didn't really get uh, MTV until I was twenty. When I when I first lived on my own, I lived in a, a house with cable. As my roommates were like, we're not going to live without cable. So that's when I first got MTV, and by then it had already gone in the in the toilet. I mean, it was it was real world. Yeah, see. A bunch yeah. of stupid game shows, like Singled Out, and, you know.
2: Oh, God, I uh, remember that. I mean, and
1: it was show videos, and Beavis and Butthead was still on, and so that was great to watch that. Uh, I still love Beavis and Butthead. But... uh yeah, it, it, was, it was a lot less of what made it great to start with, and more a culture television as opposed to music television. So right. so little of it actually had anything to do with music at that point.
0: Well, and it fun just got fact, worse and worse. It's got even less now. I can well, imagine. And I'm saying that as someone who literally came from watching an episode of their new dating show, "Are You the One
2: <laughs>
0: to get on this podcast?"
2: <laughs> oh boy.
0: We have now caught up, Amy.
2: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Are You the One is the dating show where everyone on the show is sexually fluid and they're trying to find their quote unquote perfect match. It's terrible.
2: I, I watched the first episode of it when I was over it at, at, at Podcast HQ. I don't know what, a couple weeks ago, maybe? Yeah.
0: it's terrible. And
2: it's, it's absolutely horrible. But It um, sounds cringe-inducing.
0: It's hysterical. It, like, well, historical and...
1: funny or historical runaway screaming?
0: Oh, it's so funny. I love it.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, funny ha-ha or funny kill yourself?
0: A little of both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. I love it. I would watch it. I don't know. Anyway, to get this back on track, because we've just <laughs> spent, like, ten minutes talking about mm-hmm. MTV, Sam, you are a staple of the Washington Capitals hockey scene it is not the
2: same when you're not there. It's true. Whenever the puck drops and it's quiet, I actually say out loud, where's Sam?
1: Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) Um, uh, Sometimes life gets in the way when you've made other plans.
2: I know. And actually, um, there are those, and I actually had to make a phone call during, not this year's playoffs, last year's playoffs, one of my friends from high school um came to one of the Tampa games with me because she's currently living in Tampa but she was in town for business and um was a cats fan so wanted to go so she came with me and she made me call her boyfriend and swear up and down to him that that horn is not a recording <laughs>
0: it's not and an air horn I... like tux in pittsburgh <laughs>
2: And that I, I oh, know the actual yeah. physical person who owns the actual physical horn that yep. does the blowing.
1: It's all Because he was
2: convinced. And she yeah. tried to tell him because she knew because she lived here for years. And, um, you know, knew better, but he didn't believe her, so I had to convince him.
1: Okay. Well, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy You're to have people myth. speak on my behalf, so... <laughs> uh.
0: I always look over, because I only sit, like, a section away from you, and I'm like, Sam here. Is he
1: going to blow away at night? More mo- less than, than not, I uh, I try to be there. You know, there are certain things that come up uh, in one's life that prevent us from... At I times, mean, I used to go to every home game. I mean, I've been a season ticket holder since, uh, like, 2000. So, uh, and I went to every home game for many, many, many years, and then it just became a bit of a grind at times. You know, it's a long season.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: you know, and sometimes you have to make sacrifices to, you know, to get through life. So, uh, you know, the occasional Tuesday night against Arizona, pff, big whoop, no one's going to miss me. So, I, you know, I, I take leaves when I have to. In fact, I hate to say it, but uh, I'm going to be missing opening night this year for the oh. first time since I've been going to games. Oh, no! Uh, I have a familial obligation, and uh, it's out of state, so... Unfortunately, I won't be there opening night. I'll be there for the preseason games, but uh uh yeah. Sorry.
2: <laughs> I want well, you to I'll know... give everybody a heads up and maybe we can all honk. Oh, well. In your in your. We'll uh... all bring
0: our little <laughs> horn buttons.
2: There you go. Yeah, yeah it's your
1: <laughs> horn button. Everyone at the drop of the puck right after the music goes off, hit it. <laughs> and you know, and do your thing. And maybe if like a few hundred of them get together, your neighbors sit next to you will hear it, uh, but they're not going to hear it on the radio. Alas, alas!
0: I want to point out that this year's uh, Arizona game is actually on a Monday night, and I have had well, to s- sell my ticket to it because I have concert tickets.
1: Oh, who you going to see?
0: I'm going to. T- uh, it's night two of Taking Back Sunday. We have both nights.
1: Okay, we'll have fun,
0: and uh I'm upset because i that's one last game I get to wear my Kessel Kachina jersey, too nah. so yeah,
2: Julie has a rotating fandom type situation alone. going on. she's now happy that she can root for Phil Kessel because she so couldn't really do it before, but
1: no, 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 yeah that's just. I mean, and there are ex-Caps who wound up on the Penguins, and I hated them when they were there. Like Brent Johnson, fantastic guy. I uh, watched him get completely schnockered at uh, a bourbon and cigar event, and he is even more friendly when he's had a few to drink. Uh, <laughs> I love that he. there was this one game where he was in goal for the Caps against the Lightning, and it was a shootout. It was a, I think it was the first year they introduced a shootout. And the guy came in, I can't remember who was shooting on him, but he went in and poke-checked this guy. So fluid. It was beautiful. But man, as a penguin, I I, I was hoping he lost every game. It's just the way it goes.
2: Yeah, well, it's it's the way it goes until, like, I've asked Julie on several Look, occasions. if Marcus had ended up on the penguins, I would have sucked it up. Oh, <laughs> that's how true her love is for Marcus. I would have at least a jersey
0: <laughs> probably well, not a jersey I
1: I, I applaud your restraints I in that case I don't know so. if
0: I could commit to a penguin jersey cuz well, you know but... I have a uh, I have a Devils jersey with Turner's right. name on it and I bought a I bought a Sabers one but I don't know I don't know. at least a jersey that a Boston jersey I don't know if I could commit to a whole Penguins jersey
1: Really, anything with black and gold on it is going to be a, a a hard no for me.
2: So, <laughs> yeah. well see, but actually, Jersey was the only time it was an interdivision thing. Now that he's out of the division, it's a little safer.
1: yeah, and also he's playing for a team who's absolutely no threat to anyone so you mean, uh,
0: did you think the devils were?
1: No, but I mean,
0: <laughs>
2: they
1: could at least win a few games here and there
0: not with that goaltending situation they can't well mm. what goaltending
2: situation the, non-ex- <laughs> the, the non-existent goaltenders, I, yeah. the invisible right. goaltenders? The well civ. look i don't want to shit on part one and part two um
0: <laughs> general Mackenzie blackwood southern gentleman from the plantation but but mm-hmm. if he can't do it it's Corey schneider back there and we all know what that's doing
1: so, a whole lot of nothing.
0: Oh God! Sam, for a
2: whole lot of money.
0: So much money. How did yeah. you get into hockey? Is this, have you always been into hockey?
1: Uh, no, I actually grew up pretty much hating all sports. Uh, I mean, oh, that's a mood. Yeah, you know, I just, I just didn't care for them. Uh, I wasn't athletic. I was a, I was a kid sitting quietly in a corner trying to color or draw, and uh, uh, I got picked on a lot by the jocks. So I was like. Forget all that noise, and um, I uh, can you curse on here, by the way.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yes, <laughs>
0: Sam. I want you to know that on the last episode, I said something so horrible, I actually bleeped it out. And that episode was mostly about foot jobs.
1: Oh fuck yeah! All right, so, <laughs> um, so no, and of course, like growing up, like if my if uh, the, the adults in the house wanted to watch football while wow, there was something else that was on that i wanted to see i was bitter about it and you know we were a redskins house only because you're in dc and that's the football team you know and i you know i went went to a few orioles games as a kid and i never really had that much fun at sporting events or watching them on tv really it was just all boring to me i I didn't care
0: a terrible football and baseball both actually
2: are terrible sports to watch on tv
1: they're just yeah they're they're boring. They take too long. Uh,
2: I mean, baseball is not that much better in person, but yeah, but you're well no, but at least you can like
1: and... walk around and enjoy the park, you know. The last game like, we
2: went to, there were a bunch of dogs. Oh
1: hey, that improves any. situation. Oh yeah,
2: we can take it. We can we can take a little side a little side journey here. So we went the um the Triple A team for the Phillies is the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Okay. But because of um, a typo in a tweet that one of their marketing people made um, for one night only of their last home game of the season, they became the Iron Pugs. Oh. And they that changed their nice logo book. from a pig to a pug. <sighs> and it was dog night at the park. And the Lehigh Valley Pug Group brought all 64 of their pugs to the game.
1: Oh, man, that's kind of awesome.
2: And, it yeah, oh, it was, was so great. great. And. Well, see, see now I'm now. That...
1: I'm picturing a pug in a baseball cap, and I'm just like having the most pleasant smile.
0: There were pugs in t-shirts, pugs in baseball caps. They uh,
2: pugs in their own little baby strollers. Oh my
0: god, he had his own little fan too. His name was Roscoe. Um, they put <laughs> they superimposed pug heads over the um, Mets players. They're playing the Mets. From so when they put the
2: stats up on the big board All the Mets had pug heads instead of their real faces
0: That's beautiful man It was the best baseball game <laughs>
1: I've ever been to I've been to two so you know Yeah I've been to a few I've been to, I've been to I went to the old um, uh, Memorial Stadium in Baltimore For like an Old timers game or whatever uh, I don't remember anyone who played I'm sure some of them were huge names From like the 50s and 60s but I couldn't Care less uh, Camden Yards is nice. Uh, I've been there a few times. Nats Park, I've been there a few times, but I just, I don't know. Baseball and football, like, I've been to two football games. Uh, oh, three, actually. One at RFK and two at, uh, the stadium that will not be named. And, um, RFK one, We were up in, uh, up in a way upper deck. It was, I think it was 1987 or 88. And the, the Sk- Skins had a really good game against someone. I don't remember who it was. Uh, went to another game in like the early 2000s uh through my wife's work friend got her tickets and uh we sat like right on the corner of the field like on the field and couldn't see a darn thing just because i mean at field level all you see is all the backs of all the folks with the cameras and the the sideline people and you know and their players are so far away you can't really see what's going anywhere not
0: like hockey at all
1: no, and then the, the last game I went to was actually a playoff game against the Detroit Lions, and that was probably the early two thousands as well. And my dad happened to know Dan Snyder's mom because he was a rabbi, and like he did their wedding and did the naming for their children. And so um, Dan Snyder's mom was real fond of him, and and she got him these tickets, and he gave them to me, and my brother, we went. and and saw a playoff game and the the skins actually won that one it was a fun time but it was still it was cold and i was miserable and uh yeah just not cool so hockey my wife had this friend who at the time worked for a company whose owner would get tickets on the uh the club level at mci center Mm. and so he he gathered us all and said, hey, you want to go to opening night for the Caps? And I'd never been to a hockey game. I, di- I didn't know one thing about hockey, except that, again, it was a sport, and I didn't have fun playing it in high school in a gymnasium with those plastic sticks and those little soft rubber pucks uh, because I sucked at it, like I did at all sports, and because everyone was better at it than me. And I was like, eh, it's <laughs> not for me. I don't yeah. like it. So I went to this live hockey game, and it was the Caps playing the Ducks. It was opening day opening night 1999 and i was immediately enthralled the way they moved the way they handled themselves on the ice the brutality of it the grace of it the skill involved like the athleticism uh just the, the nonstop motion the nonstop action the way it all flowed together i just immediately fell enamored with it you know i didn't know sports could be that much fun to watch and uh So that was it. I mean, that one game, and I was like, that was the most amazing fucking thing I've ever seen, and i got to do this again. Uh, And so I think we ended up going to a couple playoff games later that season. Sherry got some tickets to Caps Pens, and they lost that series in six, but we got to go to two home games, and it was a really fun time. And, you know, and then the next year, we were 19-game season ticket holders. They used to have these packages where you could get all the home games on weekends. Oh, cool. Like the all the home weekend games for certain seats, and that was a 19 game plan, and so we got that, and went to see the playoffs that year, and again lost it, then six to the Penguins again.
0: It's funny how it happens, even yeah, right,
1: again and again, Mm -hmm. and so uh, yeah, and then after that, we were full season ticket holders ever since, and I just you know it just it grows on you. I mean, your first live hockey game, really, it's like you know, like the the first one is free, like with like a drug addiction.
2: It really, really is. It gets in your veins,
1: and all you need is more. You know, it's
0: interesting that you reference drugs, because we're going to talk about that at length this evening. (laughs) So, how did you become the horn guy from there?
1: Completely by accident. I mean, so, okay, back in 1989, I was a freshman in high school, and uh, George H.W. Bush had just been elected president that January... And I guess it was 1990 by then, but, uh, no, I was 89, 89, uh, January 89. So he got sworn in. And if you got a note from your parents that you were going to attend the inauguration, you could get out of school. My brother was a senior. I was a freshman. We got a note from my mom to give it to our, you know, teachers to say, Hey, we're going to go attend the inauguration of this guy who was just the vice president for eight years. And we got to skip school. We got on the train, went downtown, hung around the mall, went to some museums, and on the way home that evening, stopped by uh, some vendor on the street who was on the mall selling these blue plastic horns. And we each bought one and, I don't know, blew it on the way to the metro, but when we got off the metro, we put them away, just sat in a closet for, you know, a decade or more. Started bringing it to games to, um, just to make some more noise, because back then, the MCI Center was usually half-empty, or if it was more than two-thirds full, it was usually because the majority of those fans in attendance were cheering for the visiting team. So it wasn't really a loud building. I mean, it got loud when the Rangers came to play because Rangers fans would just infect the place. Or Philly fans. Well, they or, still do that. Yeah, but not, I mean, not in these kinds of numbers, not in this kind of uh, uh, oh, proportion. No, no. You know, comparing the home crowd to the visiting fans, it was always... Like It seemed like the majority of them were, were visitors for those big games against the, the divisional opponents or the old Patrick Division opponents. So I started bringing the horn to make some noise during goal celebrations. I played Rock and Roll Part 2. Did you get to the... <clears throat> during the hey part, I would just blow the horn. I don't know why. I just felt like it was necessary. Um,
0: <laughs> it just felt right. Yeah,
1: it just felt right. And then, of course, the, William Stillwell. Go, he he had been going to games about the same time he started coming when, that I did. You know, once they moved out to to DC from Landover, it was much easier for us to go to games. And, you know, Sherry, my wife, she actually had been into hockey as a kid. Her dad took her to Skipjacks games when they were the Penguins farm team. She actually saw Bruce Boudreau play for the Skipjacks, and uh, oh wow, so that's, how, that's how long ago this was. And and so she she loved the game from then. Um, never went to any games at the Old Capital Center or U.S. Air Arena because, you know, it's out in Landover and we live, you know, in downtown Silver Spring and, you know, it's not really accessible. And especially trying to get out there on a weeknight, forget about it. You know, just trying to get there uh, doesn't make sense. But once they moved downtown D.C., there's a metro station right there. Uh, You know, and she was, she would have been reading up on Ted Leonsis and thought, you know, he seemed like a good owner. He was really into the fan involvement and engagement and uh she also had a thing for Oli Kolzik so uh, <laughs> she's giggling yeah uh she decided we should we should go to more hockey games and I was totally on board for that after we went to the, so the first one but William is down there in the lower bowl making all this noise yelling let's go caps and I thought wow this this guy's so loud I mean I hadn't met him yet but I just knew this guy was loud as heck and I, I you know I thought it was really cool that, but like no one was really responding to him. I mean, he would do the "Let's go Caps," "Let's go Caps," "Let's go Caps," and some folks would join in, like in his end of the ice. But it wasn't really like a full fan effort. So I started echoing him. I started, would start blowing like three blasts after he'd yell "Let's go Caps," and and then I noticed people would start to echo me. So I had to kind of stop, and and I felt like people echoing me would, you know. Step on his toes. So I, I don't know. We just kind of became our thing like that. It was all organic. We just wanted to make more noise in the building because the place was like you know a cavern at that point. There's so few seats are filled. I mean, weekend games obviously better attended. Uh, weekend games against the the Flyers and the Penguins and the Rangers obviously very well attended. But yeah, it was just about making noise, getting more energy in the building, and then and it just kind of. Blew up after the the second lockout in 2005-6 when we came back from having a year off of hockey. You know, again the building had had gone through this this peak with Yager coming in, with attendance being at highest levels they'd seen yet, and it, of course dropped off a cliff after the fire sale in '04. So after that, and when we came back from the lockout, that's when I think the horn guy and goat thing really took off because the caps made videos about us like superhero style videos called See, super fan video
0: i told you it was a superhero origin that. story
1: yeah it was, it was a super so they made these super fan videos um this video company came in and interviewed goat and interviewed me and interviewed this uh lady who used to sit downstairs in the corner to the left of goat um uh, screaming mimi they called her but her name was priscilla I forget her last name, but she was this, this adorable little old lady. She uh, was a hockey grandma, so she would yell crazy stuff to you know cheer on her grandkids when they would play hockey, and she did the same for the Caps. They were like her grandkids. So uh, they did a video of her, and yeah, it showed them on the a <laughs> Jumbotron amazing. at the games, and uh, they're on YouTube if you can, you can seek them out. You can just look up Capital's Superfan Horn Guy or Capital's Superfan goat, and it'll come up on YouTube, I'm sure. They're, they're old, they're from 2006 So we of course look exactly the same
0: Oh yeah, totally Of course you do <laughs> So let's jump into our general news And keep this train rolling on um, Sam, did you go out to the Steve Dangle signing on Saturday?
1: I did not I had a, I had a prior engagement Every year a friend of mine and his wife Host a, a, a wonderful party at their horse ranch Out in Friendship, Maryland So I was at Shuler Fest So I had to miss the Russian machine party. I wish I could have been there. It looks like everyone had a fantastic time. Steve Dangle seems like a lovely dude. Um, But yeah, I I wasn't there.
0: So we have to talk about that really quickly because what we did, we talked about this on the last episode. We put together the Dangle Jar. The final total of the Dangle Jar ended up being $667. How nice. And we rounded it up to seven hundred dollars. So we donated seven hundred dollars to Steve's Easter Seals campaign for the celebrity hockey tournament.
1: Nice.
0: However, what we realized was when we donated, it donated as seven hundred Canadian.
1: <laughs> so
0: we really only donated like Five you,
1: you forgot the exchange rate Oh no
2: Five hundred and twenty five dollars. Well, we $700 is our donation into the Canada Easter Seals site didn't, think yeah. didn't even think about it like so, five hundred
1: and fifteen dollars like, or something.
2: It's like five hundred and twenty five or something like that. Five
1: twenty five. So yeah.
2: we figured we realized
0: this at the bar. <laughs> so what we do is we go to the signing and we're in the first group of signing because we're quote unquote VIPs as um
2: Ooh.
0: as Russian machine patrons. So right. we're some of the first people through there. We present Steve with the tangle jar. And what we end up doing is sitting in the jar on the table and letting people throw money in it all day. Oh. So in the end, we are at the bar, and we realize we've only spent like we spent five hundred twenty-five dollars when we really meant to donate seven hundred. So we go back and put three hundred more through to Rachel's Raiders, which is Steve's team, and um, so making it an even thousand Canadian, which makes it like seven hundred fifty dollars American.
1: Well, that's that's very agreeable.
2: So. And <laughs> between the jar being on the table for four hours worth of a book signing... And then at the bar. being passed, literally passed around the bar at least twice. Um, was it um, Rachel
0: who carried it around the bar or Elise?
2: It was Elise. Elise um,
0: from Russia. It, it was Elise at least, at at the least once.
2: Around
1: the bar. Um, Elise could get some good donations. She's a charming young lady.
2: She is. Um... So between that four hours of the signing and and the jar being passed around, we got another an extra five no, hundred and fifteen dollars. five
0: hundred and five dollars and seventeen cents. Wow! Uh, which brought in on dollars on,
2: on his podcast.
0: But, oh, he did he? Um, what yeah. He, what Ian told me was five hundred and five seventeen. All right. So um, the full donation to the Dangle Jar ended up being one thousand six hundred sixty nine. Dollars and thirty two cents Canadian.
2: Canadian. Nice. Yes. Yay. That is the appropriate response.
0: And then we made Steve do the crasher shot.
1: Oh, is that the one that's uh was that maple syrup and, and fireball? Uh,
2: yep. Yes, sir.
0: And I feel
1: like that was delicious.
0: Uh, you know what? It's really funny because when you shoot fireball, it really burns the back of your throat. The like the cinnamoniness of it. The maple syrup like mellows that burn out.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's like a salve. Mm-hmm.
0: It's really sweet, though. So you have to be prepared for the sweetness level. On that. Uh, well, yeah. it was
2: really sweet because really drunk Julie was pouring the maple syrup into the shots.
0: Look, it needed
2: to you be... You loaded those things up with syrup. All right, whatever. And then <laughs>
0: I hope someone grabbed that maple syrup bottle and took it home as a souvenir because we definitely left it sitting on our table at the bar. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I uh, I like to get the Knob Creek smoked maple whiskey and mix it into maple syrup and make vacation pancakes that way. Oh,
0: that sounds amazing.
1: It we, doesn't uh, suck.
0: This actually started at, the, um, at the, uh, the Stadium Series game against the Maple Leafs because someone showed up with a bottle of maple whiskey that was oh, yeah. incredible. It also lasted about five minutes.
1: That's uh yeah i know I, I have to admire my own restraint because we went up to Toronto last November to see the cup with the boys on it because they finally etched it, and uh on the way back at a duty free at the airport, I picked up two separate bottles of Canadian maple whiskey, both very different, both very lovely, and uh they're still not empty, like I haven't touched them in probably six months um, I
0: uh, brought back maple ice wine from vancouver (sighs)
1: damn yeah that sounds like it'd be dangerous maple ice wine yeah i could go for some of that
0: so yeah and then gingerbread flavored whiskey from uh, montreal oh cool which is kind of my thing i don't know weird flavors that's all my thing um, so that's, uh, and then um, Steve did the shot with us and that's a uh, fun thing. And we're hoping that he, he has agreed to be on the podcast. So we don't know when we do need to get in touch with him and see if we can make that happen.
2: Yeah. Yay! And I won a raffle sort of yeah, actually Amy. Uh... It, it basically equated to paying $20 to get enough tickets to win the raffle. For the stand-up of of Steve doing his oh, you got this handy
1: of him doing his yes,
2: <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs>
1: nice.
2: Flat Steve. It is, it is sitting here in my living room. Yes, and I told him. So what I want to do is since he didn't get a chance, he had a whirlwind trip. Like he maybe spent twenty four hours in the United States if he was lucky. Yeah. Um, and so that's, he didn't that's get to all do all, all that Allow that him, thing. right? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised actually. <laughs> But the, he didn't get to do any of the touristy stuff, and so I told him I would take Flat Steve to all the places around DC and um, make sure that that Flat Steve did all the touristy things. So I'm going oh, to try yeah. to work on. Um, I'm definitely gonna. I'm gonna bring Flat Steve to opening night. Cool. Um, and I'm also gonna bring Flat Steve to the first home Toronto game because I think it would be appropriate. Very good. Especially Very good. just to bring him down to the glass and See, just on like, Toronto end.
1: Have him stand. Up at, oh, and it's Toronto end. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing um, he's wearing the Leafs jersey in that picture, so it's yeah. totally yeah perfect.
2: exactly. Um, they totally yeah. know about
0: Steve Dangle. Oh yes, they do. So they have to on that. We have to thank everybody who helped us out with the Dangle jar. Everybody who donated. Everybody who donated at the thing. Ian for giving us the time to come in and present it and actually, you know, explain to Steve what it was. Um, ben Scarborough and uh, Sheena Dunn for filming for us. Everybody who filmed at the bar when we did the shots.
2: And yeah, and when we were taking pictures with him. And, and everybody also to, who did yeah. the
0: shots, because that was 15 shots of stuff. Like you
2: said on the Twitter, that poor... That, that, poor this waitress. This poor
0: waitress. When I, I asked her for ten shots of fireball and five extra glasses and she, the, the poor look on this poor girl's face. It was her third day on the job. She was not Which I didn't us. find
2: out until Julie told me that on the way home And I felt so bad.
0: She was not ready for what descended upon that bar.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean... Those folks at least...
2: were in there watching
0: football. Steve walked in and we... Uh, I screamed Steve's name and people started applauding and like...
2: <laughs> yes, they. Julie made sure they made an entrance. <laughs>
0: I had had a lot to drink.
2: You had had a lot to drink.
1: Um, I've been there.
2: I'm the designated driver for Amy. Pucker Amy up, doesn't so... drink,
0: so fortunately, I
2: mean, I did do the shot. Someone can, that was the most. Someone I had to drink can wrangle
0: me. So we also we got to talk about RFA's again, but not about Mitch Marner.
2: Right. Why not? I'm tired
0: of talking about Mitch Marner because I'm tired of talking about Mitch Marner. Okay. I just, I don't fucking care no more.
2: <laughs> um, I think the only people that do care live in Toronto, but I think a lot of them have lost hope as well.
0: Like, I don't, like, nothing has happened. Nothing has changed in the past two weeks.
2: Why talk about well, Mitch Well, Mar- and I said a while ago, the fact that this is this way is just as much Kyle Dubas's fault as it is Mitch Marner's. It doesn't have to be this way.
0: Toronto's um, let let's be real. Toronto's not blaming it on William Nylander. So, well, um, Miko Rantanen got an offer sheet from a floorball team.
2: <laughs> floorball.
0: He still hasn't signed with the Avalanche, but he could go play floorball. Um, he is also practicing with a Norwegian hockey team because he has not yet signed with the Avalanche.
2: They have a shit ton of money.
0: I know they do. Um, Jesse Puljujarvi signed with Carpat in Finland.
2: Sure did. Um,
0: for a year. And both of their contracts contain an out if they sign in the NHL. I think Ranson and Will, I do not think Puljujarvi will because I think he wants. No. Him because we've talked about this because I think he wants out of Edmonton and I think they want him out of Edmonton, but they're actually not willing to trade him for some reason.
2: Mm. they're dumb.
0: I don't understand.
2: They're Edmonton.
0: Like what the thing is because they don't want him and he doesn't want to be there. But he's like one of the only young good assets they have. They're fucking up his development. Where have we seen that? I want Jesse pull Urv on our team.
2: Well, we talked about that before the end of the. We don't the have the money for it now. But season, like, I know. At a point, he, he would have been a nice fit. Yes.
0: If we could have, at the trade deadline, like, flipped Andre for him, that would have been sick. Didn't happen. Well, no. Um, Another thing we talked about was the unlikelihood that the Islanders would sign Josh Hosang, and then they went out and did it, so I'm shocked. Yeah. Because Lamarillo doesn't like him.
1: He played, like, ten games. He got one goal, one assist, six pims.
2: So
0: he was playing on their power play unit when I saw the Islanders play Dallas.
2: And he was playing for their farm team when I saw their farm team during the season around Christmas time. Was that the, so, sound, was that the sound Tigers? That is, that is the Sound Tigers. Yeah, yeah
1: Bridgeport. Yep. Um,
2: sound Tigers? Suck! There you go. There's a, there, I, I have to do this, this side thing for Sam. So the, 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 the Wolfpack, which is the Rangers farm team. Mm-hmm. Um, have their own loud goat. They have their own goat. Do that now? Oh, yeah, he stands on the end behind the goal, behind, you know, the home goal, and um, whoever the opposing team is that night, he leads several different chants, but one of them was Sound Tigers, suck. and everybody says suck, and um, there were some other ones too, But now... just, he, he yells fun things, like, you know, when there are scrums against the glass, like... Um. At least go buy him some dinner first. <laughs> um, Which Amy and, has but, now taken
0: to yelling at Reading Royals games. Apparently, I I,
2: oh. I I do, but um, yeah. I I grew up just outside of Hartford. my My first NHL game was a Whalers Flyers game. Oh wow! Yeah. Um.
1: Now your mom is in Philly, right?
2: My mom is in Reading. So Redding, okay. Ish.
1: Is she a Flyers fan so, or is she a... Uh, she's a, a, a,
2: Cats, a Cats, fan. Cats fan. Okay. We converted her.
1: Oh, well, that that's what I got to do.
2: And everybody else in the family are Flyers fans.
0: Oh. But they're all going to be wearing Arizona t-shirts.
2: Really? And one of them, my cousin, kept me alive when I went with him to Philly last season. Because Tom,
0: be- Tom Wilson scored his 20th goal <laughs> while he and was I, in the building. I stood
2: up in the lower bowl and screamed, that's 20 goal scorer Tom Wilson! And people didn't like me a lot. I can't
1: luckily. imagine why.
2: <laughs> and then so when they, they always... announced the goal, I said it again. I said, that's right, you heard me. That's 20 goal scorer <laughs> Tom Wilson.
1: That's beautiful. Now, yeah, Philly is not so bad only because, I mean, if you're sitting downstairs. Because for what you pay for the tickets downstairs... Most people, even though they're Flyers fans, aren't going to risk getting kicked out for getting into a physical altercation with a visiting fan. But yeah. if you're upstairs, it's, you know, take your life in your hands.
0: When I went with the, the road crew, the worst thing that happened to me was I got booed on the concourse for wearing a Yeah, pretty jersey. much.
1: that's pretty much it. Yeah. I
0: have had friends who have had really bad times in Philly, though.
1: Oh, sure. I mean, I think we, uh, it's sort of like cancer. Everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who has been affected by Philly. So, <laughs>
2: just, I love you know, Those
1: ties that bind, you know, especially if you're a hockey fan, but even just any sport. I mean, Eagles fans are just but odious. You know
0: what? We all are friends with Philly when it comes to talking shit about the Penguins.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes. And we love absolutely. gritty. Yeah. Enemy of my enemy is my friend. And Gritty is is oddly charming. It took some time to grow on me, but... It uh. did, me too. You yeah, know, it's first,
2: all three of us, actually.
1: At first, I was pretty much, like, jenks on this, like, drugs, you know. And uh, <laughs> I just, I don't know. He just, he seems like the quintessential Philly dickhead. But also, if, like, Animal and Cookie Monster had a baby. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> That's and everybody it. loves
1: Animal and everybody loves Cookie Monster, but for completely different reasons. But together, there you go. Oh
2: my god. See, I thought for the longest time it was, it was, um, oh, the the big, giant, hairy muppet that looks like a big brown animal. And yeah. the, the red headed, thank you, sweetums, I could not think of it. Um, and the big red headed monster from Bugs Bunny.
1: Oh. Made a grid. Okay. Yeah,
2: But I like yours better
1: A Cookie Monster and Animal Because he's yeah, got we, He's got the googly eyes of Cookie Monster And mm-hmm. the complete Wired unrestrained Chaos of Animal so,
2: It's true and, we, and we met him animal,
1: Yeah and Animal was modeled After Don Brewer who is The drummer for Grand Funk Railroad so there's your
2: I did not know
1: that There's your esoteric music Trivia for today
2: I dig it. Yeah, Julie and I met him. Julie, see, I decided to wear red to kind of rep the Cavs, but not anything that said the Capitals on it. Mm-hmm. And Julie wore her her Pride Caps T-shirt. Gritty was mean to me. She was persona non grata to Gritty.
0: Look, at least I didn't um, have a black dog. He turned his back on Penguins her. jersey.
2: Yes, he wrapped he wrapped a, a Penguins fan up in an electrical cord and walked away from him. Fantastic! Like tied him up. We went to. They did hockey on hockey on the hill back in February, and gritty was there. gritty was there, and oh, I remember it, seeing the and, video for that. Yeah, yeah. That's and, how I and, found
0: out the Jersey Devil smells like stadium nachos, <laughs>
2: which
0: is you know good and right.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah and NJ Devil and and slapshot were all there, and gritty was awesome. I love him, and he's an uncle. He's an he's uncle. An uncle.
0: Uncle, yes. Uncle Gritty now.
2: Uncle Gritty. His, his, yes, because.
0: His favorite captain is a daddy now. But we'll get to that. Yes. The other, um, we did talk about the. I expected the Islanders to sign Anthony Beauvilliers, and that did happen today. Um, oh, I missed that. Yeah, to, and also to throw it back to Saturday night when we were sitting in the bar, Tampa Bay signed Pat Maroon, and honestly, I would like to know with what money. <laughs> What money are and, you going to sign uh, Braden Point with?
2: And to throw it back to Saturday night at the bar, you need to turn her volume up about 10 more decibels. And repeat because, it. Yes, about three times. Because she just looked at her phone and started screaming, with what money? And then I read it and someone else yelled, with what money? So... <laughs>
0: Thank you to Renee, who knew exactly what my issue with this was. (laughs) And then, of course, Cam Ward today signed a one-day deal with the Carolina Hurricanes so he can retire as a hurricane. And Mike McKenna also announced his retirement.
1: Yeah. I mean, Cam Ward was the goalie who took him to the promised land. So it's nice that he did that for fans because, you know, they just made their first trip back to the postseason in 10 years, and they took down the uh, defending champs. So... Good on them.
2: You know, that that brings another question to mind, though. We haven't heard anything about whether or not Justin Williams is going to be on the team or sign another. Because his contract is up, right? His
0: contract is up. No, I – and I have said this from the start. I think they named him captain last year because he was planning on retiring at the end of this year. I think he'll announce his retirement.
1: Well, yeah, it's getting got,
2: close to training camp. He's got a few weeks <laughs> I
1: mean... left, so, you
0: know. That doesn't mean anything. That's true. In low so uh, let's talk about how some people failed their D.A.R.E. programs as kids. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: um, I mean...
0: Look, here's the thing. <laughs> people do drugs. And that sucks. And it's really bad for you, and it's really bad for your body, and it's extra stupid when you have a newborn and another child at home. Um, and, like, you
1: know, a job and adult responsibilities and sure sure
0: sure sure. i mean and like it's not financially stressing to you because you make an a metric fuck ton of money but it's really stressful to your body and if anybody read dr Lindsay's post about it today she went into how this actually physically affects a body especially an athlete you know arrhythmia tachycardia all kinds of fun stuff like that we're happy to have Lindsay on if she wants to come on and talk about you know how this could kill you
2: dr Lindsay, dr Lindsay, painting dr
0: Lindsay. but like the thing that pisses me off the most about it, it's not even that he did drugs
2: people do drugs. well it's like i tweeted this morning when the brashear stuff came out and we'll talk about that in a second you know a hockey player does cocaine also water is wet yeah, that I saw was, all
0: that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Donald Brashear got bopped for cocaine possession because he was trying to break in a window. I uh, he was maybe being a little more. Uh,
2: yeah, he might not be as um, monetarily little, solid. Little, as little, as little as a
0: little bit more criminal activity along with he that used one. Um. Uh, anyway, so the issue, like, so that, like, the issue with Kuznetsov is that, like. He had this thing come out at the beginning of the summer and we talked about it when it came out at the beginning of the summer and it's very much, oh I didn't do it, I was just in the room and I saw what was there, I left. At the time he made that statement, he knew he had already failed this drug test. So why not get out ahead of it knowing that the IIHF is absolutely going to publicize this? Why not say, I made this mistake, I'm very sorry, I'm getting help, like why lie? That's the thing that pisses me off. I ooh, I hate I hate lying.
1: I
2: wonder if his agent didn't make him do it.
0: Well, he needs to fire his agent and get a new one then.
2: Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't just him deciding what went into that statement.
0: Somebody I mean, fucked
1: up. It could have been the cast PR people. It could have been Sergey, It could have been, you never know. Uh, any, someone who's pulling the strings behind the curtain. But
0: th- And that doesn't make sense to me. Because it seems like... The, uh, you already failed the test. Did the caps not know about the failed test at that time? Maybe not. Did so? Why wouldn't Kuznetsov disclose that and be like, "Look, this is gonna come up," because he had to know it was gonna come up, or he's dumber than Andrei Burakovsky?
2: <laughs> well, you put you you're at that point. You're putting off the inevitable, right? And don't you want right. to do that if you're in that situation?
0: I, me personally, I would. I would not put that off. I would just, I mean, cause you know it's going to come out and you know that it's going to become a bigger thing because people are going to tie it back to what you already said when you lied and said, Oh, I totally didn't do that. I'll take the drug test even though you've already taken one and failed it. And I feel like that makes it a bigger deal than if you come out and say, look, here's what happened. Yeah, I did this. It was a mistake. I'm trying to get better. This is going to come out later. I want you to know this is what's going to happen. I mean, to me, I feel like this all went wrongly.
2: Yeah, it sounds like, well, it sounds to me like his, his frame of mind was, let's jump off that bridge when we come to it, instead of trying to handle it the way, like you said, it probably should have been handled.
0: I would also like to point out that I am also... Several years older than Koozie, so... <laughs> I was just going to
2: say, he's very young. He's not um, that young. Well, he's, but he's...
1: He's not yet 30, is he?
2: No. No.
1: Yeah.
2: I want to say he's 20, 20- 26? Ah,
1: okay.
0: No, he's born in 92.
1: 26, yeah. 26,
0: okay. Because his, his jersey number is his birth year.
1: So, okay, that makes sense. Um, Yeah, I've, well... And I guess what was someone I think J.J. Regan pointed out today during a mailbag response that this is his year to try and show everybody that he's got what it takes to stay in the league, much as stay capital. You know, because uh, yeah, he kind of he's been really bad on faceoffs. He he's a bit of a goofball, but at the wrong times, like in practice, he doesn't he doesn't have the focus that he thinks he needs. And if he wants to really make it up to the fans, he needs to put it all on the
0: ice, like. Here's the thing: is the goofball thing doesn't bother me because it's a game, but you need to be able to back it up.
2: Well, of course, and he no. Was I mean,
0: hot garbage last season.
1: Well, I, mean, I would say he was lukewarm garbage because uh, you know the fire done burned out. I don't know if, if the coke thing was uh, recreational. I mean, I don't know if it was meant to. I, I mean, I know obviously hockey players sometimes do partake. It's a way to stay alert to to keep it going. We all know about the. The troubles that uh, Theo Fleury went through with his addiction—it's—it's it's not an. Uh, this is not like a unique experience. But I feel like he needs to to prove it to us that he's, you know, prove it to his teammates, prove it to his coaches, and prove it to the fans that he's gonna put the effort forth. Because we know we he can be great. We know yeah. we've seen it. It's not like Alex Semin where he just he's great and he's just yeah, I just don't feel like it. And we know that that's that you know it's a known quantity with Alex Semin. We knew he was. Going to hook somebody. We knew he was going to take lazy penalties. We knew he was going to have flashes of brilliance followed by completely dunderheaded decisions on the ice.
0: Look, we fully Uh, expect every single Washington capital to take stupid stick penalties.
1: Yeah, but, you know, Simon was special in that regard. (laughs)
2: Especially
0: after getting (laughs) Kuznetsov.
1: Yeah, and and Kuzi, I mean, uh, but Kuzi, he actually puts the effort forward. He's the best player on the team. On some nights, oh, and he can say, still okay. be
2: that
1: guy. He can Slowly still be that
2: roll. guy. So. I don't know about the best. Ken, okay, and it's when me. we talked about this back in May when the video came out, I think Julie said something like, "I, I could, you know, it, it doesn't matter to me whether or not you do drugs." I said, "It matters to me if it affects your performance." Right. I
0: don't like. I don't like the consequences for doing cocaine are the same as the consequences for doing weed. Doing weed smoking pot under the can you tell i don't doing
2: the weed
0: <laughs> doing the weed under I, <laughs> I forgot where i was going with this <laughs> thanks amy consequences, the, consequences. The consequences, the consequences are the consequences are the same under the cba whether you've done coke or done weed we yes, need, neither why one did one of i say it considered...
2: again <laughs> <laughs> neither one Put of them the is considered a performance with. enhancing drugs No, we should tell her to put the whatever Rita she has in her hand down. That's usually (laughs) her drug of choice.
0: Only because edibles aren't legal in Maryland. Do you know I really feel like an edible would help my tailbone right now?
2: Julie's learning
0: to ski.
1: If you have chronic pain and you live in Maryland, you can certainly go get a medical card and visit the dispensary. I get mean, a prescription
0: i do have migraines but like they're more or less controlled but i fell in skate class last week and my tailbone is bruised
2: tell broke sam what you told me
0: oh that but... i thought i broke my butthole yes <laughs> it's like i didn't know it was possible to like literally <laughs> land on your butthole but that's how hard i fell
2: oh
1: sure i mean your, your coccyx is right there and if you if you fall right on your sphincter, you're affecting your coccyx.
0: I was pretty sure I'd rearranged all of my intestines. I fell so hard. It was just. It was like. It was like you. You know when you see someone on TV and they do the thing where they like go over marbles or over oil and their feet just fly out from under them. It was that.
1: Mm-hmm. I've so, done it on uh, ice before, so I know what you're talking about.
0: I uh, I was testing testing my ability to glide backward and uh my coach said you're doing a great job and then Mm. so uh that happened and like i mean and the thing is i would you do cocaine
1: would i know no i wouldn't either it it, it doesn't really interest me i don't feel like i need more intensity in my life i feel like (laughs) the anxiety that constantly riddles my every atom is just fine for keeping me alert uh I scare easily. I don't ever really have anything particularly interesting to say. So I feel like Coke would just make that more evident.
0: Because I was thinking uh, it, I was thinking about this last night, and I was like, man, if I did cocaine, I think it would be like that time that I was on prednisone.
2: Oh, don't do it.
0: <laughs> and Amy gets this. For, I did not sleep for like three days when I was on prednisone.
2: Not to <laughs> mention, she... And and the moods swung from one really big extreme to the other. We were coming home from a hockey game, weren't we?
0: I just started fucking crying over something stupid. It deactivated all of my meds. I was whack as fuck. Yeah. So, uh, yeah.
2: Don't, no, think it you don't,
0: be doing don't do it. Soon. I would try some weed, though. So, if anybody's got some edibles, please ship them directly to my home. My tailbone needs them. I think I've said that before on this podcast, too. Or maybe it was on the other podcast. I don't know. I feel like I talk about edibles a lot. It could be. Because marijuana smoke gives me a headache. That's why I don't know anything about doing weed, because it gives me a headache. So doing
2: weed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have to get off the pot.
0: Anyway, after <laughs> all, of this, pot too much. all of this stupid coke shit, it kind of makes the the reveal that apparently Jonas Siegenthaler played all of last season with part of his meniscus in the joint of his knee irrelevant. Mm. He couldn't straighten his leg, but it's totally fine.
1: And yeah, he was a really good defenseman. I thought he was one of the best young guys on the squad last season. So I was really upset when he got hurt. Uh, to hear he he played through that injury, that just makes me respect him even more. Because we <laughs> all know hockey players play through pain and all kinds he of had injuries. Had that it's injury so the
0: whole season. He got it training last summer. He is an idiot. Mm. I still love him, but he is an idiot. But also- Jonas is,
2: is is next down on 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 the Ju- the loves of Julie's Lives ladder after. Marcus, you're handsome. Just so you know, Sam. Uh, please leave yeah. me. Yeah. Um anyway She has like... a type. Swarthy. Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: Dark hair, facial hair usually.
1: Swedes. Dark haired Swedes.
2: Jonas. Yeah, well no, he's Swiss.
1: Oh, oh he's Swiss. Well eh. okay.
2: But still S- Swarthy got... the <laughs> Europe. <Yeah>. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very so much so.
0: Does this make us better or worse that I was looking at these pictures that I posted from two years ago that I took at Kettler and I literally had at that point mistaken Jonas for JoJo. (laughs) (laughs) That's worse. I
1: think Jonas is taller.
0: Well, yeah. But the only thing is, is he was was standing next to Nathan Walker, so what does height mean?
1: Well, nothing really.
0: I'm
2: I'm taller than Nathan Walker. (laughs) He only has several nicknames for Jonas Seganseller, but one of them is Big Handsome.
1: Okay.
0: He is. Anyway, on a hockey note, because this is clearly getting away from me. (laughs) Do you see what it's like to record with us? There's no rhyme or reason to any of this shit. Just like life. Yes. Exactly. What is his skating going to be like now that he can, I don't know, bend his leg? Straighten uh, his leg fully. He'll be
1: more fluid. I mean, he'll uh, if his defense can only really improve. I'm happy about that because, like I said, he was he was so much fun to watch last year.
0: He's gonna be so good, and I feel bad for Christian Juice because it sucks for you, buddy. <laughs> Cause Because I, I we did talk about last time we were talking about um somebody had asked us if we thought who we which of them we thought would be in the lineup on opening night. And it was like, well, our first game of the season is against St. Louis, and they're a big team, so it's gotta be Siegenthaler. And our home opener is against Carolina. And, and we all know how we Juice, know is against how Juice does against Carolina. So, Ooh. sorry, Juice, if he's not if he's still on our team by then. Our highlights should go pretty quickly because they are very, very superficial. Because uh, there's no hockey. Uh, PK Subban proposed to Lindsay Vaughn. It's a big, fat emerald.
2: Yeah, it is. That's my birthstone. I'm so jealous.
0: It's her birthstone too.
2: I didn't realize she was May.
0: That's what she asked for. Was a big old emerald. Well. Also, they introduced Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello at the uh, VMAs last night, and I know that he can dress. His suit was not flattering, and it was really disappointing.
1: Well, you have to ask who wore it best when they had the same bikini on, though.
2: Oh, he totally did.
1: Okay. I mean... I
2: thought we had this discussion, Sam, actually, and I think one oh, of the you? things I said was he filled out the chest better.
0: His uh, ass, her, her ass is flat as hell. Uh,
1: yeah, she's got that rare disease, noacetol. <laughs> uh,
0: we already mentioned this a little bit, but Gritty is an uncle... Because Claude and Ryan Giroux had their baby, and it's very, very
2: cute. He, he's not an it, he's I, a he. I forgot, I also forgot it's his a, name. It's an
1: infant, it's, you know, it's an it. I think so. his
2: name is Gerard? No. It's someone's G. It is not Gerard. Hold yeah, on.
1: Gerard Giroux would be kind of.
0: That is not Gavin James Giroux. It's a G. Okay, it's a that, hard G, not a soft G. That G right. makes a very different noise. Yeah, true. Olympic rules in this shootout, boys. Order of shooters is me, 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 and then me again. I'm fucking TJ Yoshi.
2: And yeah. now we get to everybody's favorite segment. The lights. Sam. Shall we Shall we start yeah. off? We have to ask Sam a question. We ask all of our guests this question. We have to
0: ask you a very important question. Uh-oh, Okay. Who's your hockey boyfriend?
1: I gotta go with uh, Kipney. Ooh, Ooh. strong! Choice. Nice choice. Yes, if, I'm just saying. If I were if I were so in in uh, if I were to swing in that direction, that'd be my fence.
0: Everybody can recognize a beautiful man.
1: He is gorgeous. The I ga- mean, the
0: game of hockey consistently tries to take that beauty from him, but yeah. it's too much.
1: But God, that smile! It's just
0: <laughs> <laughs> The hair, the face, the butt, the thighs,
1: the abs. My God, dude. Anyway,
0: I can. I can. Can hear- I hear Sherry? I can hear Sherry back- cracking.
1: Yes, you hear Sherry cackling the in the background.
0: <laughs> I
2: love
1: it. <laughs> Sherry, who's your hockey boyfriend?
2: Yeah, who's Sherry's hockey boyfriend? She should know who mine is. You should know who mine is.
1: Wilson, she says Wilson. Uh,
2: also well, hair, some of those hair s- pictures job. from camp.
1: She but loves the fighters. Nice. She's always loves the fighters. Like all her jerseys. Okay, so all her jerseys are lettered. She's got um, a Stephen Pete Red Deer Rebels jersey. Uh, she's got uh, a Whitecaps Eagle um, uh, Chief. Yeah, yeah, Bruby. She's got... What do you have? No. Oh, she's got the male uncle starred black cap jersey with yeah. 69 on it. So, yeah, she's all about the fighters. Oh, she's got a Brashear. Yeah, no, 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 no. A brochure practice jersey. One of the white ones with the dome on it.
2: No, I and yeah, who? I don't know if Julie knows that Brashear was a cap for a hot second.
1: Uh-huh. Dude, he was fantastic. When Joe B. introduced him at a season ticket holder party at uh, at then MCI Center... Uh-huh. Or it may have been Verizon by then. I can't remember. He came strutting out like he was on a catwalk at Milan. <laughs> it was beautiful. I wish he had hockey such hockey players, players would do that. Yeah. He was not afraid to laugh at himself. And uh, he taught Ovi how to fight.
0: We got to shake this up because one of our highlights is Tom Wilson versus Michael Kempney. Because, you know, <laughs> Tom Wilson maybe got a little jealous that everyone was fawning over those pretty, pretty... Uh, modeling photos of Michael Kempney, so he had to take his shirt off.
1: You know, can you say more six-packs than a BYO frat party?
0: Um, I believe I said to someone that he... I said two different things, that he had approximately 43 abs. (laughs) But also, Fatou was saying that he was going to score 32 goals this season, and I said, so one for each of those abdominal muscles? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but and then you know, yesterday, Tom was at BioSteel Camp. The booty like doing weird things where he had to be bent over, showing off the peaches. But then the Michael, Michael Kepney was here in DC, laying in a puddle somewhere.
1: <laughs> was he doing like some naked body surfing or something? Or what? No, the-
0: he was literally laying in a creek. I don't know what he was doing.
2: Oh. He was just chilling. No, but you're talking about, you're talking about, was that Landeskog that was on the on Oh, the Gabe, awesome.
0: I didn't get this on there Gabe Landeskog was ass out somewhere.
2: Yeah,
1: he was like naked on a surfboard or something. Like, that was Landeskog. Out a... Yeah. Okay. avalanche. I just saw it on my phone. The picture was so small. It looked like Kempney from a distance.
0: Oh, it was Gabe Landeskog and he was nude. Yep. Because that's what Sweden's like, I guess.
1: Well, you know, sun's out, bun's out.
0: They sure were. Um, The ESPN, the body issue cast, I guess, has been announced, and we've all asked for it to include more hockey players, but not like this.
2: No. No, boo. Boo. Um,
0: This is really a low light, not a thylate because uh, a hockey player included this year. And also, the last time they had hockey players, it was San Jose Sharks. But this time it's Evander... Mike roommate has just stepped into the hall and shaking the cat's titties at me
1: <laughs> wait what shaking the cat's what titties oh okay they have multiple nipples so she, I, I
0: oh there's nothing I imagine but, that's nothing but yeah. nipples on this cat Mm-hmm. Beans a fat cat she has a space for nipples uh anyway so evander kane is the featured hockey player in the body issue. And while I can appreciate that he's got a great body, he's also a rapist, so maybe we don't do that.
1: Yeah. He should be in the keep-her-hands-off-my-body issue. But
0: <laughs> it's probably how that poor girl in Buffalo that he took back to that hotel felt.
1: Yeah.
2: <sighs>
0: the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are doing some kind of dog days something something campaign, and Austin Matthews has a dog named Nala. And Austin Matthews
2: has a mustache named Caterpillar.
0: <laughs> I don't mind it.
2: I do. I think it's creepy.
0: I think he's he is pulling it off.
1: Did anybody tell him he has to wait till November for
2: that shit?
0: I think he's pulling it off. I don't think it's like I think it's not that bad.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know how I feel about him. I think he looks like a Muppet Pig. But
0: I'm not saying don't it think... again.
2: What? the toe
0: that's not i will i'm not saying it again because i will have to bleep it again
2: oh okay yes
0: well see last week i said something (laughs) extremely pornographic about austin matthews that had to be subsequently censored from the podcast and i'm not repeating it i'll repeat it and
2: then you can bleep it again no (laughs) this
0: is not um and speaking of dogs tyler sagan
2: bless him is the best dog dad ever
0: he did the thing. He went home and spooned his dog on the floor.
2: <laughs> and somebody videoed. Which is took video what for I all of us wanted to, see. to do
0: when I went to work last week because there's a golden retriever at my office. And I thought to myself, I'm Tyler Sagan this dog. because So now when you dog. spoon a
1: dog forevermore, it's considered a Sagan?
0: You just spoon it and you rub its belly and you give it kisses on the face. I think it has to be a big dog though. it has to be a big dog it wouldn't work
2: with henry or koozie no yeah henry and koozie to... are henry. the are the dogs that podcast hq henry is a pug and koozie yeah. is what julie described the other day as a drug sniffing dog what
0: <laughs> our dog koozie a drug sniffing dog
2: uh... but he's actually a mutt of unknown he, origin he
0: looks like a minpin but he's way too big to be a minpin um he's weird dude. Also, it's Biosteel Camp Week. If you want to get your thylights fixed, go to Biosteel Sports on Instagram. You will not be disappointed. It's butts on butts on butts on butts. It's Tina Belcher's fantasy. <laughs> and
2: mine. Well, that's true.
0: So uh now we get to our listener questions which is our favorite fun thing so i hope you've all read your harry
2: potter uh, i'm not I, you you know that i'm leaving this up to you because i have not read a harry potter and i have seen like maybe two of the movies like when they were first released in theaters so i'm yeah. no good at that I, Oh my God.
1: i saw i saw a few of the movies but i don't really remember much about them except okay so with with, and stuff, with so.
0: apologies to Elizabeth, we're going to save this question for some time when like, we have like Donya on, because nobody else knows anything about Harry Potter but me, because this question was, as this was a thing on Twitter earlier this week, can you put some of our faves into, into their Hogwarts houses? And I will say, uh, Peter Hassett is doing Not Up For Debate on Russian Machine again right now. He did mm-hmm. Harry Potter sorting last offseason, and he yes. was... Deadly wrong. Deathly wrong. Ah. Because he put Nick Backstrom in Gryffindor. Nick Backstrom's a goddamn Slytherin. Not up for debate, Peter. Next question <laughs> is from Kip. Where would you go doing during your bye week
1: So, uh, someplace warm. Probably because you play hockey. It's cold. You're from normally a cold place because they have hockey in cold places. So you could play someplace warm, like the Caribbean. I remember when we were down in Grand Cayman during, uh, uh, like, the, the Christmas week one, one year. And you'd hear, goal! Like, on a TV and turn around to see what game was on. In the course, it's always soccer. But
2: anyway. Someplace <laughs> sure. Someplace warm. Um, I would probably go to Vegas. Only because I like Vegas. I could spend a week there. That's
0: a good time of year to go to Vegas, too. It's not, like, deadly hot.
2: Right. Warm yeah. enough.
0: I think Sam's right. I want to go somewhere that's got a beach.
2: Well, see, you know me and beaches.
0: I want to go beach. I wanna I'd be rather shopping. have a pool. I know you would. Also from Kip, what uh, thoughts on the Jack Hughes video that surfed us a little while ago? If you're not familiar with this, it shows Jack Hughes standing on a rooftop or a balcony or something. And he's doing the universal symbol, like shirt lifting symbol for show me your tits. Now, yeah. I don't know if he's actually trying to get someone to show him her tits or if there was something else going on. But assuming, if he was just
2: showing people his tits.
0: No, he wasn't lifting his shirt. He was clearly asking for someone else to do it. So if um, he's asking, like, he's what like are you?
1: pantomiming, th- raising his hands, like, yeah, like you're grabbing mm-hmm. clothing. And it was unmistakable.
0: No, it was pretty clear he was. So I don't know if he was just trying to get, like, like, I, like, anyway. What are your thoughts on this? Jack Hughes! Like, Sorry. he's an 18-year-old boy. He wants to see some tits. Yeah, I mean, mean, I'm 34 and I want to see some tits.
1: Yeah, I'm 44 and, you know, tits are great. But here's the thing Uh, I I feel like the people who are the most upset at this are maybe his manager or his mom. Oh, I bet Um, his mom
0: was. pissed
1: You know, I mean, because, you know, it's just a guy being a guy. And and I know that comes off as kind of, you know, a shitty thing to say. It's not a guy being a guy, it's an 18
0: year old boy being an 18 year old boy.
1: Right. It's like, who really was hurt by this? If you're standing, if you're a stranger and you're standing 50 yards away and someone does that, and you show him your tits, you're gonna do it anyway to somebody at some point, you know? So, um, at least I would. If some guy made that motion to me, I'd show him all the hair on my chest. He can have (laughs) it. Uh. (laughs) Look, if I... Maybe he will think twice about it next time, but... I, do I do I it? Like, no, would I do it? No, but I really don't feel like it really hurt anything. It's, she's just being stupid, I and you know,
0: have, I wear a bra. I'll flash somebody my tits. Like I look. Here's my bra. Like, have fun. Not Jackie. Yeah, too, seriously. Like, what young, did he think child. he was
2: gonna? I mean, yeah, he's just a, teena- he's a, he's a
0: teenage boy. Being a teenage boy, like, yeah, they do dumb shit, and I'm sure that he got in a shit ton of trouble after that. I'm the sure he jur- got to start. The New Jersey Devils sat him down and were like, "Look, kid, yeah. we're not
2: doing that."
1: Not in Newark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: can
2: imagine. If, if that was was that in fact in Newark? Because if so, I would have loved to have seen some of the responses he got. Here's the. I don't thing. know. He was wearing a
1: Mets. Uh, he was wearing a Mets sweater in the in the picture. So mm.
2: hmm. in Newark, you don't have to
0: motion for him to do it. Just wait. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. Kip's last question is thoughts on the Capo and Hughes competition and who will "quote unquote" win this year?
1: The Isles, because they're relevant again. If these two teams suck enough that they both got you know the one and two pick,
2: That's I mean, not the question. But <laughs> but Sam, don't you know the Rangers are done with their rebuild? Well, the Rangers rebuild is over.
1: Yeah, sure <laughs> it is. Yeah, no, I I I I think it's a race to the wild card for these two. So, I think we'll the see. Devils have the edge. Maybe and I'm maybe
2: not. As... A he- with a very healthy Taylor Hall?
0: Yes. Taylor spins game too, so well. I mean, I'm not unbiased when it comes to this, but I'm going Devils. I just I kind of have Rangers to
1: give the edge. So to... much. The Rangers suck so bad. <laughs>
0: and... The Rangers don't know what they're doing in goal either.
1: I just have no idea. I mean, I feel bad. I got this one friend who's a Rangers fan and, and he, he's in a uh, a punk rock band with a bunch of Islanders fans. And he just gets endless ribbing from them. So,
0: That's, I mean, he deserves but... it. <laughs>
1: Great guy. He's just rooting for the wrong team.
0: Yeah, no, we went out to a, a show one time and, in Baltimore and one of the guys in the band came on stage wearing an Islanders t-shirt. And... uh let well, we, let uh-huh. we let him know. We let him um, know. We let him know. From Elizabeth Ann, with the 10th Ward remote coming up, which hockey would be all about the Maryland-based absinthe? So, 10th, Which what, 10th, hockey? Hockey player. Yes,
2: ho- oh, hockey, hockey person. person. Okay.
0: So what 10th Ward has is a Maryland-themed set of um, absinthe. And they, it's got three different flavors. One is um, absinthe blanche, which is an anise, fennel, wormwood, and mace flavor. An absinthe rouge, anise, fennel, wormwood, passion flower, bay leaf, cardamom, clove, ginger, nutmeg, rose flowers, rose hips, pomegranate, and beet powder. An absinthe soleil, anise, fennel, wormwood, turmeric, thyme, coriander, black mustard, marigold, and lime peel.
1: This all sounds delicious.
0: So they're red, white, and yellow. Right um so which hockey player would be into the maryland absinthe
1: i feel like vrana be a good pick for that if only because he's czech and absinthe is you know it's known all over europe but i know the czechs like it too and i feel like he'd drink whatever you put in front of him so he definitely
0: would i was gonna say john carlson because the only one who would give any shits about maryland is john carlson but then also I thought about Joe Snively and then I was Oh like, yeah. And then I was like is he even old enough to drink?
2: Is he He is because we checked his age for Danya, remember?
0: Oh, because he's the one Is he the one that looks like Jeff Skinner?
2: Yes, he is the one that looks like Jeff Skinner.
0: <laughs> so, Sam's going with verona because verona will drink anything you put in front of him. They also have regular absinthe. Bye-bye. Um and um I'm going with John Carlson because nobody else gives a fuck about Maryland.
2: I'm going with Dima. Anybody who uses blow torches at their cup celebration has got to be into some absence.
0: Look, he's just a Leo. You let him live. (laughs) He's a Russian and a Leo. It's a lot.
2: Well, and the the only other Leo I know was like, they have absence? And went up to buy some, so.
0: I went up there. Fuck you to meet with <laughs> Monica to talk about the details of the remote.
2: Um, I came did... home with absence.
0: Well, yes, I also went. Uh huh. Did you have Malkin have flamethrowers? I don't think so. Being Russian uh, and also a Leo,
2: I don't think so.
1: No, but then again, I mean, I wouldn't care what he doesn't pay covers. any
0: attention.
2: Yeah, no, That's why is that time. worth our time? Yeah, it's not.
0: Um, I just That's... wondered, Russia, Leo. He and I have the same birthday. From Karen, for Sam, what do you think of all of this authentic fan nonsense? Um, Policing what makes someone a real fan or not?
1: Well, it's nonsense. I mean, gatekeepers are bad for fandoms. You know, like, like, where do you start as a fan of something? Everyone has their own way to get there. And someone's path is going to be different than yours. So... If they enjoy the sport a little, they enjoy the sport a lot. If they're a stats junkie, if they don't know dick about it, they just like the way they look. They're buying tickets. They're showing up. They're buying merch. They're keeping this team afloat. They're supporting it. I I don't feel like anybody has to be labeled authentic or inauthentic. Um, it's a marketing slogan. Oh, it's, it's awful! It's
0: awful. Yeah. I wish they'd get rid of it, but I I mean no, I think and I think you're right. I think there is no. Correct way to consume media.
1: There are a lot of incorrect ways to consume media, like for instance, when fans of, say, a pop culture uh, oeuvre demand certain things go the way they want them to go because whatever they're uh, consuming as a media consumer doesn't live up to their expectations. That can be kind of toxic.
0: Oh, you watched Game of Thrones, didn't you?
1: Well, I watched it, you know. (laughs) I watched it and I you know I watched Dexter and you know and I watched Star Wars and it, uh, I watched the Marvel movies and you know and I, I I try to avoid what other people have to say about it because I don't give a shit you know like, I, I enjoy I enjoy what I enjoy and you know if I don't like something I'm like oh that sucked and I move on I don't demand.
0: Culture, bugs the hell out of me because like if you don't like the way something ended go write your own fix it fan fiction and leave everyone else alone
1: right isn't that how like 50 shades of gray came about it was like twilight fan fiction
0: uh, twilight well 50 shades of gray is a little bit different and there's nuance between like a fix it fan fiction and like what 50 shades of gray is which is an au or like alternative universe where christian gray is this and uh i guess technically edward is that, and then Bella was a journalist or what? Like, it didn't change that much. You flipped her fanfic switch, Sam. (laughs) I read, I literally, my roommate read Fifty Shades of Grey, and I went out and I found a PDF of the original fanfic. It's just an AU with Edward and Bella as those Christian Grey and Anastasia, whatever the fuck, characters. And all she did was change the names, and pretty much everything else is exactly the same. It's, It's just... it's just an au it's and she got paid money for that and i'm really pissed off about it (sighs) because it's bad but like i mean and that's the like that's uh, the thing about media is like if you don't like the way something ended just go write your own fan fiction rewrite the ending like don't be a dick on the internet
2: uh
1: (laughs) Start petitions to get, I mean,
2: don't be a dick on the internet is a good rule to start with, period, but...
1: Well, just don't be a dick, period. Even Internet, in person, I don't care. Just don't be a dick. A
0: lot of people struggle with that, though.
1: Yeah.
0: From Brian for Sam, what was your favorite road crew trip?
1: Oh, wow, there's so many. So, I guess as a trip, I would have to go with November 2007, our first trip to Philly with a bus. And here's why. So, the caps were sucking... And Glenn Hanlon had just quit, and that was the first game that Bruce Boudreau was behind the bench as a Caps coach. And it was like November 23rd, 2007. We took a bus up to Philly. We got to stay in a suite. There was a suite they had up there that uh, was basically the the group sales department had it. And um, it was about half Flyers fans and half Caps fans in the suite that day. We had a free beer and wine, free soft drinks, a food buffet. We were kind of separated from the rest of the lower bowl and our own bathrooms and we were well behaved and the Flyers fans didn't give us much grief because you're in a suite. I mean, you're in the suite basically that the front office owns and so you're not going to make a fool of yourself. And the game went to overtime and Nicholas Backstrom got that game winner right in front of us and it was like someone had flipped a switch. Like, even at the end of regulation, when we made it to to like overtime, we were chanting, "We got a point! We got a point!" Because the caps have been so bad, like up to that point, <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, "Okay, well, I mean, we got this—you know—supposedly a once-in-a-generation player. Okay, we'll see what he does." And Ovi had had a fantastic, stellar—you know— Calder Trophy year, and you know went on to dazzle everyone the year after that. And then you know, we're like, "Okay, well, our team is still kind of eh." It f- that game felt like something had, had turned a corner. And we all know how that season ended. But also the reason that trip was so great is because it was a doubleheader. I'd never been to a hockey doubleheader before in the same building. So we saw the wow. Caps.
2: Wow. I caps didn't know those players. existed.
1: Yeah, well, they don't usually. But here's the here's the cool thing about it. So the Phantoms also played at at Wachovia Center. It was called Wachovia oh. Center. Oh! So... What happened was we saw the Caps play Philly, and they beat him in overtime, and that was beautiful. And then we went out to the parking lot and I hung out at and around the bus for a couple hours. And then we went and saw the Bears beat the shit out of the Phantoms.
0: Nice! I love it when that happens.
1: So we got to see both of our teams beat both of their teams in the same night in the same building. So that's my favorite trip.
0: They, the Devils did a doubleheader with the Metro Riveters, not this past season, but the season before. I don't think they did one this season, though. But it's like, like, it's cool. Like, have a farm team. I don't know. Maybe don't do that at Capital One. Our ice is bad enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they may have like a bunch of basketball in one day, but not a, no hockey. Not like that, especially when your farm team is two hours away.
2: True. Right?
0: Lehigh Valley, not that far from Philly.
1: Yeah, I mean the the phantoms are now in Lehigh Valley. Oh, they but weren't back at that
0: then, time, were they? Back,
1: yeah, back then, actually, for a while there, they were playing at the Spectrum while the Flyers were playing across the street at at uh, it was First Union Center back then. But because um, First Union became Wachovia, became Wells Fargo. So okay,
0: from Lindsay, give me a weirdly specific hockey prediction for the forthcoming season, like Sidney Crosby's penalty minutes or how often TJ Oshie falls down.
1: Uh, Tom Wilson for the Lady Bing.
2: Oh god, that would be so good! <laughs> My hockey boyfriend finally scores a goal. I had to pick one that would be easy to keep track of to see if it came came to fruition. What
0: should mine be, Jojo? You will have, do some. Jojo will have less than twenty penalty minutes. I guarantee you.
2: You mean noted goon Marcus mm-hmm. Johansson? Yes.
0: <laughs> the last season he played with the Cavs, he had 14. It was either 12 or 14. I will also bet you that Jonas has less
2: than 20. I don't know. He's young. Somebody could, you know, he could be easily influenced to go. No,
0: He's not, he's young. He's not stupid.
2: I mean, do
1: we know that for sure? He seems mm-hmm. like he's got good judgment on the ice.
0: I'm going with less than 20 for both. Both my boys. Less than 20. Oh, okay. Minutes. You can drag me when it's not correct. <laughs> From Lindsay. You, What are your absolutely favorite moments at a Caps home game? It's got to be the banner raising, right?
2: I was just going to say, yeah, the banner raising is up at the top of that list. Yeah. I have two. I'm going to say home game. See, I have just us beating Pittsburgh two years ago, but that wasn't a home game.
0: Screaming in my living room. should have been.
2: Screaming in Julie's living room. Having the cops called on us because she's in an apartment and there were, what, six of us? Not even. It sounded four, like four
0: six of, of us. It was me and you and Nikki. Melanie and, Melanie and Nikki, yeah. And we were all four of us screaming, and then the dogs started barking. Because <laughs> it was Henry. I was us. He doesn't like when we scream at hockey. Yeah. He doesn't like anything.
1: Dog, dogs can get freaked out by loud noises, so it makes sense. Because he, life-
0: he doesn't even move. Uh. Henry gets.
2: That's <laughs> the drugs.
0: Leave <laughs> Kenny alone. <laughs> um, so
2: See,
1: seeing Ovi skate around our ice with a cup above his head was probably number one, but like a close, like a very, very close second, like almost a tie. So, the first game after nine eleven, uh, it was opening night. It was like October sixth. Um, the anthem singer, the PA, went out like while he was in the middle of singing the, the national anthem. And the entire arena like, sang in unison. And it was just kind of a, a, a really moving moment. I, yeah, I don't usually get all emotional about you know displays of patriotism and whatever. Because, you know, I love my country, but I hate my government. But that felt like a really poignant moment at the right time. So that's that's a close second.
0: Amy, do you have anything other than the banner raising?
2: I'm trying to think. I mean... Snow it, Veskin
1: probably was pretty amazing.
2: It, it's... It's nowhere near you know, Sam's runner up. But I really like at home games against the penguins when I use my alternative chirps. Um and my favorite alternative chirp that actually got a reaction from people and Sam, my alternative chirps are you know, things that make fun of the penguins as um weirdo people and not as sissies or girls or People who cry and whine or anything like that. So some of them, a, a good example would be, and I actually got this one from my friend Josh, but I like it. Sidney Crosby always buys the extended warranty. Yeah, from, yeah. And I yell these things from the 400 level behind the goal. So we were playing Pittsburgh, and it was the second period, so Matt Murray was in front of me, and I yelled, During a lull in play, Matt Murray's a Philadelphia Flyers fan. (laughs) And from behind me, I heard a woman go, "Somebody's gonna go down there and hit her." (laughs) I'll
0: never forget the time that I tried
2: this.
0: (laughs) I sit on the opposite end of the of the arena from Amy, so I tried this one time, and I yelled, "Sidney Crosby keeps his socks on during sex." And uh, Sky <laughs> turns around and looks at me. He just gives me this head nod, like, "Yes." Wait,
2: what was the guy wearing? Penguins,
0: penguins gear. Sky decked in full penguins gear turns around and he looks at me. He just gives me this head nod, like, "Yes, yes, he does." <laughs> like I'm glad that you and I can see eye to eye about this thing that Sidney Crosby definitely does.
2: That's so funny. <laughs> so yeah. I like that. I like home games. it'll It'll be interesting to see during the preseason what what new looks abound at Capital One Arena. Nothing this time. Nothing
0: is gonna
1: work. I mean, you still won't have any hot water in the sinks, so you know. Uh, still show, show instant replays on the screen during live play. So if you're stuck on the concourse and you can't get into the your seat because there's a, a throng of people in the portal waiting for the usher to let them in. You're watching a live game, and these goddamn live replays come on. It's like, I'm watching the fucking game. Stop showing me shit that just happened two seconds ago. I want to see what's happening now. That shit, oh my god. I'm so mad. Anyway.
0: Well, we're getting a new Jumbotron, so that'll be interesting to see if A, it functions when we get there for preseason, and B, if it functions completely, which it didn't by the end of last season, so...
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of dead pixels here and there.
2: On our end, yeah. Yeah, see, I never knew that because I can't see it on, over on that side of the thingy. I would like, you know what? I don't care if the water is cold in the bathrooms. I would just really like it not to be all over the ladies' room floor whenever I have to pee.
1: Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> obnoxious. The floor? It's too.
0: The, the, the toilet's flush too hard, so the the water, like, sprays up onto the seat. And so it seems like people have peed all over the seat. But no, the toilets are just engineered that way. Is
1: that on the up and the down?
0: That's uh, on the 400 yes. level, as far as I know. I don't no, really go mean, to the No, on, the, on the up or down flush, yes. It uh, doesn't hand matter hand. which way. It doesn't Plays matter. The, yeah. No, no, it doesn't matter. The
1: up flush does seem rather forceful, though. I can't imagine what the down flush is like.
0: Because I always, I always hit the down, so. I, uh, Should we start I do, placing bets on... With my foot.
2: On how many... Um, Visible uh, wires Visible wires! <laughs> get oh, to like, yes.
0: That was our it, bet last year, was that when we walked in, we knew we were going to see visible wires.
1: Yeah. I just... It's a work in progress. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: It is. I loved how on opening night, they weren't even ready to serve food until, like, almost the end of the first period.
1: I mean, those beer taps upstairs weren't even completed yet. Like, for, like, the first week or two, at least...
2: That's true. And I went to the, that's
1: well, your I won't. Your own beer stations upstairs behind
2: 417? Mm-hmm. That's like, right near, that's on the way to my seat. So, so yeah. Right. Hey, people I complain about
0: that. They're like, oh, my God, there's so much foam. And I'm like, oh, my God, learn how to pour a beer. Right? Like, you literally, like, I had no foam on top of mine. And I was like, I don't know what your problem is, buddy. Bye.
1: Yeah. Some folks think it's like a soda fountain. No, it's not. If you've never had to pour
2: well, those are the people who never went to
1: college, so they never learned how to pour beer. No home training. Yeah. <laughs> no home training.
2: So Do we our, have any more away at the end of our list? Our
0: or no? last question is, if you could get rid of one hockey rule, what would it be? I know, I
2: know, I know.
1: So many to choose from.
2: You can only pick one.
1: I know. it's so hard. Um, goal to...
2: tender interference! Yeah? It's either a goal or it's not. You check to see if it goes over the line. Do you go over the line? Yep, it's a goal.
1: I would get rid of the trapezoid. I would let goalies play the puck wherever. Get rid of the fucking trapezoid already. It sucks. It's stupid.
2: Well, and the one person it was designed to to halt the progress of isn't in the game anymore.
1: So Yeah, Marty Brodeur's been gone how long now? Mm-hmm. He's got in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's not coming back.
0: You don't know what he's going to do.
1: Get rid of the fucking trapezoid already. I
0: know what he's going to do. I asked my ticket guy.
1: Oh, yeah? Is he gonna join the team in another fashion? No. Like
0: No, he works he works in the front office for the Devils now. Oh right. My ticket guy was very excited about that. His friend was like a- he was like, Yeah, my friend's a huge Brodeur fan, so it's like really weird to like go to a staff meeting and Brodeur's just there.
1: Yeah. Just another uh, suit.
0: Just another guy there hanging out. So we are next time going to record a podcast while I'm on vacation, I guess. But then We are going to take this show on the road, which we have done before. We will be going to Tenth Ward Distillery in Frederick, Maryland. It is located at 55 East Patrick Street in Frederick, Maryland, with a zip code of 21701. And they make their own craft spirits. They have year-round products that are Jennifer Style Gin, Smoked Bourbon, Absinthe, caraway Rye, Smoked Corn Whiskey, and Applejack. They are owned by Monica. She's totally awesome. She's going to jump on the podcast with us because she is a Caps fan. Yay! Um, we are also <laughs> we're also going to have Ian Oland from Russian Machine Never Breaks out on the podcast with us, and we are going to be out there tasting some lovely, lovely craft drinks and talking about. You macular. say
2: you say we. Well, it's going to be you. I'm going to
0: have you. You can drink one drink.
2: But I can, I can taste things, I suppose.
0: I think, I, mean, I think you should. I just can't
2: take Julie-sized
0: tastes No, no, of no. Them. I think you should taste, I think you should order a drink that's made with Honey Jack, which is a distilled mead that that's in awesome. barreled H. It's described as a kick of honey to your taste buds, and then vanilla, oak, caramel, and honeycomb perfume on the finish. I do have some in my cabinet. It does taste amazing. Mm.
1: I, gotta go, I gotta go see this place.
0: You should come for a recording. You should come record with us. Um the first so I first heard about 10th Ward because they sell their wares at the Silver downtown Silver Spring Farmers Market. First one I bought from Tenth Ward was this a liquor called Adamaro Boy. Um it's a distilled grapefruit IPA that mm. they had made in collaboration with someone. They the the other company had Made the grapefruit IPA. It didn't turn out well. They gave it to 10th Ward. 10th Ward distilled it. Finished it in a rum barrel. Infused it with honeysuckle, dried persimmons, angelica root, and oleosaccharum of grapefruit. It is amazing, and I do not like IPAs or grapefruit.
1: Well, I love grapefruit, but I really hate IPAs, so...
0: you, I mean, You... This is something that happened one time. They don't sell it anymore. It's the most amazing thing in the whole world. I mean, I hate to like talk it up knowing you can't buy it anymore but i have
1: some <laughs>
0: um it's amazing like we mentioned earlier they have the maryland absinthe series which um they have the gin out now which is in their permanent collection they've got bourbon they've got whiskey they've got rye you that's know?
1: all my language right there bourbon rye whiskey that's yeah
0: they've got brandy they've got absinthe they are i mean and it's all amazing like every time i go out to the farmer's market i end up buying something of there i spent a hundred dollars there When I went to meet with Monica, because I bought the Maryland Absence and the gin because I needed the gin because I'm a drinker of gin. So we're going to be out there 7 p.m. September 26th. There is no hockey game that night. Um, We have carefully selected this date to nestle it between two away preseason games. And Ian's going to be on with us. Monica's going to come chat with us. And it's going to be great. So hopefully a lot of people will be able to come out. We'll have a good time. And we'll finally have Ian on. Yay! So you can message us on Twitter, at PuckerUpPodcast. You can email us at PuckerUpPod at gmail.com. You can visit our website at PuckerUpHockey.com. And we have a Patreon where you can, um, right now, join in our Patreon, currently Patreon-only Fantasy Hockey League, at Patreon.com slash PuckerUpPodcast.
2: And thank you, Sam, for being with us this week. It was lots and lots of fun.
1: Thanks for having me, guys.
0: And thank you to everyone else for listening. Bye. Bye.